your portable DJ 24-7. This is 88.1 The Berg. Welcome back to Sunday Sports Central. This is our first episode of the year here on 88.1 The Berg. And before uh, we get to the next segment, I just want to let you guys know, thank you for tuning in. If you miss any part of today's show, if you, even if you miss that first half hour, we will be putting each segment up as a separate podcast, and you can find those episodes on SoundCloud pretty soon, Spotify and iTunes, but right now just just SoundCloud, and that's 88.1 The Berg. You can look that up on SoundCloud and find all of our podcasts there. We got sports, we got religion podcasts, we got news podcasts, talk shows, anything you want to find that you can't find here on the main stick during the week. That'll be on there. And, yes, right after the show, those podcasts will be up on our website. We'll also be tweeting those out and posting them on Facebook. So catch us there if you did, if you missed that first half hour. But for this upcoming segment, we're going to be moving into the eastern side of the NBA playoffs. We just hit the western side. Uh, let's talk. Let's start with talking off a little bit of 76ers Miami Heat. Again, this is Austin Lane, and joining me is Will Ortner and Jordan Riley Payne. So, boys, let's talk about 76ers Miami Heat. The Sixers are up 3-1 in the series with the Miami Heat. Uh, tell me a little bit about this series, Jordan. Man, at first, this is this series was getting very excited, you know, seeing, you know, Dwayne Wade playing like how he used to do back in 06, mm-hmm. Flash, you know. Yeah. New up-and-coming 76ers, Ben Simmons, you know, Joel Embiid's back, Robert Covington, you know, TJ McConnell. All these guys are bringing excitement to the NBA, and the 76ers are – my dark dark horse of the whole playoffs. Wow. Yes. Yes. Really? They have came up. This thing about all all over the past seasons, you know, they've been considered a low end team and always, you know, considered that tanking team. But they did tank with style because they've drafted all their draft picks. They never picked up anyone during the off season, which makes them an exciting team. Will, what do you think about this series? I know the Sixers are up three to one. They've only dropped one of the Miami Heat. Jordan just said he's uh, they're the dark horse of the NBA playoffs. So how do you feel about that? I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I'm right there with you, Jordan. <laughs> I'm trusting the process. Yes. I love Ben Simmons. This kid plays amazing. Talking about stat sheet stuffers last segment, this dude can do it all. He has he's great at passing. He's great vision on the court. He can see things before they're coming. He's tough. I saw him level it looked like Dwayne Wade. Oh no. Yeah, it was Dwayne Wade with the screen. He plays yeah. great yes. defense. <laughs> he's physical. I love everything about this kid's game. He's young and he's only gonna get better. I'm with you. I think they're the dark horse. In the next round, they're gonna be playing against Boston. If he can play huge and Bede can play big, and who knows? Maybe Markel Fultz will get out from whatever rock he's hiding under. Yeah, I think they got a shot at it. I'm with you, Jordan. Yes. I'm right there. Don't give the chance away to the Milwaukee Bucks just quite yet against the Boston <laughs> Celtics. I know we want to just say, okay, they'll be playing Boston next round, uh, but don't don't take it away from the Bucks. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, in this series, the 76ers and Miami Heat. You know, this is supposed to be a debate section with you two. You know. But I just cannot disagree with you. I love the 76ers team. I loved how they did things. Hashtag trust the process for, what, three, four, five years now. They went from being one of the worst teams in the NBA to now look at where they're at. They're the three seed. They're winning playoff games. And I think if they do play Boston, I think they can beat Boston and go play either the Cavs or the Toronto Raptors in the conference finals. And, Jordan, do you see them winning the conference finals and going to the finals? Man, like what you guys have all been talking about, you know, trust the process. That's what they've been going, you know, that's their motto for yeah. 
few years, I feel like the 76ers have that momentum, you know, and energy to become the Eastern Conference Finals as the way they're been playing. Like, like for example, yesterday, they had they played, you know, a lot of turnovers, you know, for the 76ers, but they still overcame that victory and won. You know, you can't do that when you play against, you know, a team like, say, Boston Celtics, which, which they are playing very well. They are turning up the pace and everything. But I think the 76ers have the chance to become the top seed in the Eastern Conference. I also agree with you. The 76ers beat the Miami Heat in Game 3 um, on Thursday, 128-108. to 108. Great game there. Uh, they scored. They outscored the Miami Heat 32-14 to 14 in the fourth quarter. So they're finding ways to close these games out. Uh, Joel Embiid coming out with 23 points in 30 minutes. Ben Simmons, 19 points in 40 minutes. Even Marco Bellinelli, 21 points in 33 minutes. So this team's finding a way to pull out victories. Will, what do you think about the 76ers? Do you think they can make it to the finals? Well, because we're all agreeing, I'll play devil's advocate. I'll go out and I'll try and do the debate format. I'll, I'll try and go with what the show wants us to do. I think they're going to run into a tough test with Boston. Now, Boston doesn't have a true like star. They don't have your LeBron James, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. There's no one that you're going to that's immediate like, wow, there's no Isaiah Thomas even anymore. Yeah. But what they do have which, again, <laughs> I'm always coming back to it. <laughs> great coaching, great defense, and they just work well together. I think if Boston can continue their trend, if Brad Stevens can cook up some interesting assignments, interesting game plans, I think they have a shot to go at the 76ers. The 76ers are young. If Boston can punch them in the mouth early, they might crumble. But, like I said... I'm in love with the 76ers. I can't wait to see what they do this year. Look, we're all in agreement for the 76ers. I'm ready to not talk about them anymore. I want to move on to the Boston Celtics versus Milwaukee Bucks Ooh, yep, because I got a big prediction here. I'm going to say the Bucks take this series in Game 7 over the Boston Celtics. Here's why. Game 3, Milwaukee Bucks on Friday, uh, excuse me, yes, on Friday, beat the Boston Celtics 116-92. to so they come back home and they do that to the Celtics. You know, you guys are completely overlooking them. I don't know about you, JRP, but Will Ortner over here is completely, <laughs> completely just like, oh, yeah, Boston Celtics all the way. Oh, good coach. Yeah, that that's going to make a difference on the court, right? Big coach coming in to get some rebounds for him over Giannis or what? What's up with that? He can set up. <laughs> he can set his team up in the right positions. And who knows? Maybe Stevens will throw on the jersey, throw on some shorts. He's pretty young. <laughs> he might need to get an extra workout or two. I don't know. I My thing about it is I'm so in love with Brad Stevens' coaching style, his coaching techniques, that it's hard for me to like look at a team like Milwaukee. I think they're too young. And I think they only have uh, Giannis. Hold on, um, hold on. Too too young. We just got done talking about the 76ers. They got a bunch of young guys. We just got done talking about the Western side. They got a bunch of young guys on the Western side with, uh, uh, who were we just talking about? You know, Pelicans coming out and yeah, Trailblazers, yeah. all and, these uh, teams. Utah, yeah. Utah Jazz. They got a bunch of uh, young players. That does not matter. Here's my favorite thing from Game 3 when the Bucks beat the Boston Celtics. Giannis, five rebounds, six assists, and 19 points. He didn't even get 10 rebounds, and they still won 116-92. to 92. Who's their leading scorer on the night? Chris Middleton, 23 points. Who's after that? Giannis with 19. Who's after that? Eric Bledsoe, 17. Jabari Parker, 17. Where did this 116 points come from? No one person in particular. But here's the worst thing for the Celtics, 92 points. 
How did that happen against the Milwaukee Bucks? And who do you think is going to go forward in this series, JRP? To be honest, <clears throat> I think the Celtics would take this. The reason why. They have great leadership. You know, this is the first time the Bucks have been to the playoffs in what? How many years? It's been like, like I guess you could say like three years or, you know, four years or so. So this is kind mm -hmm. of the first team the Bucks have played with this, this roster. But then again, it's the first time the Celtics have played with this roster with the emergence of, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum due to injuries. These guys are balling out. These guys are some young guys, mm -hmm. you know. They can play defense and they can score buckets at the same time. And I'm really liking Terry Rozier. Taking the position of Kyrie Irving, you know, that's a hard void to fill. But he's doing the best he can against the Milwaukee Bucks defense. Okay, sure. Brad Stevens might make a difference, coach of the Boston Celtics. But I'm just looking at this game three, and it's so surprising to me. You know, their leading score was Greg Monroe with 15 points. Off the bench. Right, <laughs> right after that is Jason Tatum with 14. You know, Are these guys going to be able to step up and take the series? I know both of you guys are taking Boston. But I want you to tell me one player who will make a difference. I don't want to hear Brad Stevens. I want to hear <laughs> the player that will make the difference in this series and get them into the next set. My thought process here is I'm going to go with Tatum. I think that okay. Milwaukee, similar to the Timberwolves, first game at home, crowd's electric. They're going to go play well. They're young. I think that Tatum, he realizes kind of what he did. He wasn't. On top of everything, I think he's going to go out, do a better job of scoring, but also sharing the ball, mm -hmm. getting more of a stat sheet stuffer type mentality. I think that's how they win, sharing the ball, and he's my X factor, if you will. I just don't Good. see the Celtics winning this. I keep looking back to, back to these stats on game three. They're just so surprising to me. Uh, it's kind of like, how did you guys get the two seed when you just look at this game alone? I mean, who led their team in minutes played? Terry Rozier, 31 minutes. What were his stats? Two rebounds, nine assists, nine points. The guy didn't even put up double digits in any stat. And so I just I think the Milwaukee Bucks have a big shot at winning the series. And I do think it's gonna go to game seven. And I don't know where game seven will be at. Do you guys know where game seven will be? It would be in Boston. Boston's it would the be top in Boston. Seed. Yep. See, that will make a big difference too. But yep. like I said, Milwaukee Bucks, a lot of young talent, a lot of young guys getting ready to go out and play their hardest. You know, they they beat them, they outscored them in the fourth quarter, um, you know, after well, the first quarter, first of all, is what I want to talk about. The Boston Celtics scored 12 points in the first quarter. So if they do that again, I think I think there's no way they can beat the, the Bucks. But I think Brad Stevens finds a way to get a couple more wins for the guys. But I think the Bucks just have that little bit of oomph to get them right through the uh, next set, even if Game Seven's at Boston. What do you think, JRP? Yeah, I mean, you do have a good point there because when you have one of the best players in the world, yep. meaning Giannis, on your team, he is basically just like LeBron. He's just like a Ben Simmons. They pass, they rebound, they mm -hmm. play excellent D, and they can score. The only thing that you know Giannis can't do necessarily is shoot the three ball. But he has players around him, you know, in that system that you know he can feed off of, just like exactly. in the 76ers, exactly. you know, where where they can be productive. The only thing, if the Bucks want to stay consistent, they need to make sure that they're hitting their shots because we all mm -hmm. seen in Game One, and I believe Game Two. They started off very slow, you know. It was basically Giannis and Middleton, their top scorers, you know, doing everything, you know. That's the thing about the Bucks; They don't really have enough core players to back up their team. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, game one, uh, the Celtics beat the Bucks by six, and it had to go to overtime just for them to get that win. Game two was a little bit different for the Celtics. They won 120 to 106, but I see game one go to overtime. Uh, mm -hmm. If the Bucks win that game, I think you guys are going to take a completely different stance on this. Yeah. And so I think the Bucks have a great chance of winning this series. 
Um, like I said, Celtics won game one and two, uh, game one barely, and then the Bucks took game three. So I think this is more even than everyone is making it out to be. I'm not sure too many sports writers and sports guys in the national sports world took the Bucks to beat the Celtics for obvious reasons. You know, like you guys said, good defense, Brad Stevens, head coach, you know what he can do. Um, but I just I I see the Bucks winning the series. I don't know. I don't know. What What do you think? Well, my X factor here, along with Tatum, is the home court advantage. I would I could very easily see the Bucks going out and winning Game Four and Game Six for that matter because they're at home. Mm-hmm. They're going to have their home crowd and they're going to be able to play well. I just don't see them going into Boston, going into the Garden. I believe is the name. I don't yeah. see them winning. In Boston, I can't see them winning on the road yet. They're not mature enough. I'm not quite as sold on their coaching tactics. I'm not quite as sold on their defense. However, I do think in a couple years, the Bucks will be a team that we're looking at, along with the 76ers. I just don't think they're quite there yet. Still a little too young for me, personally. All right, that'll do it for the NBA talk. We hit the western side in the first break. We just hit the eastern side. Coming up a little bit later in the show, we're going to be talking NHL playoffs. I know Will is a big guy for NHL, so we'll be talking a little bit about that. Uh, A little bit after that, we'll be talking about no-hitters in the MLB. We want to see, hey, Sean Manet just threw a no-hitter. Let's talk about this. You know, why? How how is it possible to throw a no hitter against the best team in the major league baseball? But uh, coming up right after this break, though, we'll be talking NFL draft. Saquon Barkley, uh, Browns. Who are they going to take? So don't go anywhere. Coming up in a little bit, we'll talk about that NFL draft. So we'll be right back after this break. This is Sunday Sports Central on eighty-eight point one, The Berg. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Eighty-eight one, The Berg. Your music central. 